Good morning. Oh my god, I have a frog in my throat. <clears> throat> Excuse me. Good morning. Hi. Um, what's up? I'm Ronan. You probably know that already. This is the Little Seal English Podcast, and I got a request that we're going to talk about. And the request came from a student not so long ago, and they wanted to know about different ways that you can motivate people. Like, what are some things you can say to people in the office? What are some things you probably shouldn't say if you're trying to motivate people and don't want to get fired from your job? Or just in general, is there anything you can say to yourself, you know, to motivate you, to to push you, to get you going? I remember um, a while back, a few years ago now, I posted a video on Instagram Conquer your inner bitch. And that's how we're going to start this podcast, talking about your inner bitch. Your inner bitch is a person inside of you who is just a coward. You know that person inside of you that tells you it's okay to quit? You know that person inside of you that says, oh, you don't need to swim one more lap. You don't need to run up that hill. Sit on the couch. It's okay. Relax. That's your inner bitch. Your inner bitch is a thing that prevents you from being motivated, from being driven, or just pushing yourself. Go find my video. It's there somewhere. And it's called Conquer Your Inner Bitch. And the reason I wanted to start off with that, I actually didn't want to start off with that. I just went there because it's who I am. But one reason why that came into my mind was David Goggins. David Goggins talks a lot about your inner bitch. So, who is David Goggins? Well, we're going to start this podcast. I said that already. We're going to continue this podcast. And we're going to talk a little bit about David Goggins. So, who is David Goggins? Well, long story short, he is an American motivational speaker. He's an ultramarathon runner, a triathlete, and a retired U.S. Navy SEAL. He was born on February 17th, 1975 in Buffalo, New York, and he grew up in Brazil, Indiana, USA. Yeah, I know. That it's a little weird that there's a place in the USA called Brazil in Indiana. It's a very strange one. They, they chose weird names for their cities and towns over there. I mean, I was in a Sligo, Pennsylvania one time. Like, in the USA. And I'm from Sligo. That's my hometown. Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Back on track. Um, So, Goggins, uh, his whole childhood was terrible. You know, it was marked by poverty, physical abuse, and racism. And he struggled a lot with obesity and a bit of a learning disability. Now, despite all of that, he did go on to become a highly decorated Navy SEAL served in Iraq and Afghanistan. He's a former world record holder for the most push-ups done in 24 hours with a whopping 4,030 pull-ups. Pull-ups, not push-ups. Pull-ups. That is insane, folks. A pull-up is when you lift your entire body above a bar that's usually uh, in a door frame or something along those lines. And he did that 4,030 times. In one day. That's insane. So in addition to all of that sort of stuff, he's a a best-selling author with his book, Can't 
Hurt Me, which is the one I'm reading right now. And oh my God, it is amazing. If you're looking for motivation, you should absolutely read that book. So overall, um, Goggins has run several ultra marathons. Um, an ultra marathon, if you're wondering, is a foot race that is longer than a traditional marathon. So a traditional marathon is 26.2 miles or 42 kilometers. Ultra marathons can range from 50 kilometers to hundreds. It's, it's crazy what they do. And they take place in forests and mountains and roads all over these places. Um, recently, the, the Barclays Ultra Marathon was on. Barclays, B-A-R-C-L-A-Y-S, I believe is the spelling, um, which is possibly the hardest ultra marathon in the world. If you're interested in running or just interested in like looking at grueling challenges, look it up. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, so Goggins has done a lot of ultra marathons. Um, he did the Moab 240, which is a 240 mile foot race through the Utah desert. 240 miles by foot. I, I, I can't comprehend it. You know, it's in, it seems just impossible to think that a human can do that, but there they are. Um, he has raised over $2 million for the Special Operations Warrior Foundation, which is an organization that provides college scholarships and education counseling to the children of special operations personnel who were killed in action KIA. And uh, he does a lot of public speaking about his struggles with racism, trauma, mental health. And honestly, he uses his own experiences to motivate people. And I swear to God, like I'm getting so motivated just even thinking about the book I'm currently reading. Now, there's one rule that he really bestows upon the readers of his book. And it's the 40% rule. And the rule states that when your mind first tells you that you're done, that you're tired, that you cannot go ahead and you cannot carry on, you are, in fact, only 40% done. I fucking love that. I absolutely love, love, love that. The 40% rule is an idea that when you're physically, mentally exhausted, when you're hitting the wall, when you've reached your limit, you're actually only 40%. You, you've only used 40% of your energy. You have 60% left you can tap into 60% of your capacity and achieve more than you ever thought possible Goggins has used this rule to like really push himself through some of the most grueling physical challenges like the Moab 240 like surely at some point in the Moab 240 his inner bitch was saying it's all right David just quit go home sit on the couch eat some ice cream but when his inner bitch talks, he's understanding that he's only at 40%. So one more time. When your mind first tells you that you are done, that you're tired, and that you cannot go ahead and carry on, you are in fact only 40% done. Yeah, I, I, I attest to that. I've been swimming um, a lot recently and... 
there's been times when I was getting so close to quitting. Like, you know, you do whatever amount of laps that you want to do. And I'm like, oh, I've done a lot today. That That's good, Ronan. Yeah, go home, Ronan. Relax. You know, you, you, you swam 100 laps or something. Whoa, well done, well done, well done. And I actually did think about him. I actually did think about Goggins and some of the videos that he posts online. Check out his Twitter. Check out his socials. I'll, I'll put the links in the bio or the description of the podcast. But there have been times when I did feel like quitting. And I would say to myself, you're only giving 40%. Now man the fuck up and keep going. Alright. So um, I mentioned in that talk about Goggins, how he does a grueling race. A grueling race. Grueling is a wonderful adjective that describes something that is incredibly difficult. It could be physically or mentally demanding, but it is exhausting. You know, it could be a challenge. It could be an experience. It could be a hike. I could say that my MA was grueling. Despite the grueling nature of ultramarathons, they still attract many people every year. So grueling is a challenge that takes a toll on the body or mind. It's a wonderful adjective to use. To cover one collocation, the grueling nature of. Think of something that is grueling. Think of something that is like very taxing on the body or the mind. And I mentioned how despite the grueling nature of ultramarathons, blah, blah, blah. So the grueling nature of just states that something is incredibly grueling. Yes. I also use the phrasal verb tap into. And uh, to tap into is to use something, but something that has been left in reserve. You know, you might tap into savings if you receive an unexpected bill. For instance, I had to tap into our savings because I spent all my money on weed and beer and the rest I wasted. That's George Best, I believe, said something similar. You can also tap into potential. Lovely collocation there. And as Goggins says, when you're tired, you still have 60% to tap into. You know, I, I like the idea. That when you're giving it your all and you feel tired, you actually got a whole lot left in the tank. In the tank. Gosh, so many expressions. Write that one down. In the tank. T-A-N-K. The tank is an area of a car that holds gasoline. And when there's a whole lot left in the tank, it means you still got energy. You know, if you're uh, driving your car and your tank is empty, your car won't go anymore. In Canada, you have to be super careful when you're driving because it's such a big country, a lot of people might run out of gas. And if you run out of gas, your tank is empty. Fun fact, if that happens to you on the highways, you can get a big ticket over here. So I don't know what it's like where you live, but um, I guess because Canada is so big, they don't want to put up with that shit. So when you have a lot left in the tank, it means you have a lot of energy and you can continue And when you have nothing left in the tank, you're out, you're done, you're exhausted, you've hit the wall, you know, you're unable to continue. So I finished my swim today and I had a lot left in the tank. It reminds me, um, a year ago, or last July, I did the across the lake swim in Kelowna, BC. And it's a two kilometer swim, so it's not that far. 
and it is a beautiful swim. Usually the sun is out and everything, the water's not cold. I didn't even need a wetsuit last year. But I was really pissed off because when I finished it, I still had so much left in the tank. I still had so much in the tank. I was ready to go. And that's what really pissed me off was I was unable to gauge how much of the race was left. And as a result, when I finished the race, I just wanted to keep going. I didn't want to stop. So for me, the um, when I had a lot left in the tank, I was angry. And next time I do that race, I'm going to empty the motherfucking tank. Like I obviously took my time when I did it. 2K. I know I can swim 2K. I know I'm not going to drown. Touch wood. So next time I do it, I'm going to empty that motherfucking tank. I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to push it. I am going to go above and beyond in that race in July this year. I can't fucking wait for that one. Um, let me see. One or two more interesting quotes from Goggins before we look into some phrases to use. Uh, quote number one. The only way to get to the other side of pain is to go through it. Not around it. Not over it. But through it. God, I love that. And the second one. This one I love. This one is brilliant and it got me thinking. Motivation is crap. Motivation comes and goes. When you're driven... Whatever is in front of you will get destroyed. Now you may be asking, what's the difference between motivation and driven? They're very related. They're very similar. Motivation is a feeling or state of mind that encourages us to take action towards a goal. It can come from external sources like praise or rewards or internal sources like personal values or a desire for self-improvement. However, motivation comes and goes. This is the difference. Motivation can be fickle. It can fluctuate. You can easily lose motivation. I can tell you right now there are so many times I have lost motivation with something and I come back to it months later. And it's infuriating. Now, I don't lose motivation for swimming. I don't lose motivation for hiking. But other shit, I do. Sometimes I lose the motivation to do a podcast. But I'm working on it. So, in essence. Oh no, sorry, driven is the other one. And when you are driven, you have a strong internal force that compels you to take action and to achieve your goals. Regardless of whether you feel motivated or not. So there's those days when you wake up and you really don't want to do shit, but you fucking do it because you're driven. That's why. There are times when I don't want to swim, but I just do it because I am driven. There are times when I wake up and I'm motivated and I can't wait to jump in that pool and I can't wait to do laps. And then there's other times I'm just thinking... Fuck, should I do it? You know, I'm hemming and hawning and I'm like, oh, what do I do? Should I swim? Should I not? And eventually I put my big boy pants on and I go for a swim. Why? Because I'm driven. So it's like a mindset of determination, focus, persistence. And it's like a deep, deep passion that you got. You're willing to push through obstacles, setbacks and challenges to reach the desired outcome. 
So in essence, motivation is temporary. It can come and go. It's fickle. Driven is a state of mind and a way of being that remains constant, even in the face of adversity, even when you're tired, even when you're not motivated. You fucking do it. Yeah, I'm getting motivated doing this podcast. It's great. Um, so what motivates you? What drives you? Are you driven? Do you know anyone who is driven? What other adjectives could you use to describe a person who is driven? If you're lacking motivation, is there anything that you do to get it back? Are there any movies that you watch that motivate you? For me, it's Rocky. Oh, God, those movies are incredibly motivating. It's a very motivational movie. I strongly recommend you watch that. I strongly recommend a lot of shit, don't I? Anywho, um, that is enough about Goggins for now. I'm sure he will come up in my podcasts in the future. But let's look at um, phrases and chunks of English that you can use when you really want to motivate a person. So there could be times when you're at work, playing sport, hiking, and everyone is exhausted. I'm a teacher and there are times when my students are exhausted. And, you know, you may need to motivate the team. You may need to motivate yourself. So, like, what are some things that you can say to motivate people? Um, myself and one of my students, we went over a list. And uh, together we generated a list. And I'm just going to go read that list. And um, some of it is definitely inappropriate. But let's just see how we do. So, <laughs> the very first one is quite insulting. And uh, it goes, I know you're all tired, but put on your big boy pants and grow a pair. Oh, yes. To grow a pair, big boy pants. So big boy pants referring to uh, jeans or like pants that you wear, like the clothes. And, uh, you know, put on your big boy pants now. And that just means be a big boy and pull it up. I'm kind of like insulting you. I'm kind of saying you're a little boy right now. You ain't a man. To grow a pair is to grow a pair of balls. So if someone says to you, you need to grow a pair, they're basically saying you need to um, be, um, how would I say, more masculine, more manly, you know? However, you can say it to women, obviously. Hey, just grow a pair and get it fucking done. It means summon the inner strength and the inner courage to do something. So I know you're all tired, but put on your big boy pants and grow a pair. Very, very insulting to say that to someone. Say it to your friends, by all means. But if you say it in work, you're damn right you're going to get called to HR. So, it's on you. Another one is, can we push on? So, the phrasal verb, to push on. And that just means, can we continue? And if you push on, it generally means that you're tired. You know, you're you're exhausted or something. And there's been times when I've been hiking And it's like, oh, I just want to, we just need to push on and get back before we lose the light. That's a big thing when, that's a big thing when you're out hiking is to um, not lose natural light. You know, you don't want to finish a hike in the dark. Maybe you do, but I I prefer to finish a hike when it's bright out and you can see more. It's obviously safer. So there are times when we've had to push on, even though we're tired. And we might stop for a tiny snack, but not a big lunch. It just depends. 
you can tell people to give it your all. Your all. All right, guys, listen up. I need you to give it your all. We got five minutes left in the big game. Let's go, team. Hooah! So, yeah, to give it your all, your all is everything you got. All your energy. There might be times when your team have failed to, um, to accomplish something. And, you know, people get uh, demoralized when they fail. People are not happy when they fail with something. And so that's when you can say, let's give it another go. Come on, guys. Let's go again. All right. How about we try this one more time? Any of those phrases are good to try and motivate people to go back to something and to do it again. You could also say, let's take a short break and come back to this with fresh eyes. And that's probably a wise thing to do sometimes. You know, when you are trying to work on something and you're just not getting anywhere, sometimes the best thing to do is just walk away. Take a break. Walk away. Come back to it with fresh eyes. That's what you need to do. Fresh eyes is when you can see something in a new way. You know, and there has been times when I've been studying and nothing is going in. Are times when I'm trying to figure out something tedious and it's just not working for me. I'll take a break. I'll do something different. I'll come back and get it done in five minutes. Because fresh eyes make a difference. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at the one that we've written down next and I don't know why. But it is, don't fucking give up, you fat bastard. <laughs> I don't know why we wrote that one down. Obviously very insulting to fat people. But I guess it's something that I heard a lot when I was growing up. I was incredibly fat when I was a kid. And I got bullied for it. And in sports and stuff, they'd be like, fucking run, you fat bastard. And stuff like that. But um, yeah, it just made me laugh seeing it there. You fat bastard. I would often call my friends that maybe. You know, <laughs> if they're eating too much, stop being such a fat bastard. It's obviously endearing in that context. And I wouldn't use it as an insult for people. Not anymore. Like when I was 14 or something, yeah. You can ask a person, is this it? Is this all you can fucking give? You know, and that's intense. Is this it? Is this all you can fucking give? Are you fucking serious right now? Get the fuck back out there and do it. So, you know, the tone and the intonation can obviously be tailored for whatever situation you're in. And... Obviously, the one I said there, is this all you can fucking give, is quite serious. And I would not recommend that at work either. <laughs> also, the swearing. You gotta judge when is a good time to swear and when's not to swear. The next one is quite controversial by today's standards. And it is, man the fuck up and do it. Man up. Definitely a little bit dated at this stage. But it generally means to be more manly and to do something. It does reinforce gender stereotypes. But now you know what man up means. And now you know that if you use man up at work, you will get another ticket straight to HR. Now, I have a friend of mine I might say it to. And I have a lot more friends I would not say it to. It's just case by case. But man up 
means be more masculine. You know? Man the fuck up and do it is the same, just more. Man the fuck up. The fuck can be used in a lot of these. Now maybe you're talking to a group of people and you don't want to say man up. You can say butch up. B-U-T-C-H. Butch the fuck up and do it. I think that one's okay. Let me have a quick look on the internet. Okay, I just looked it up and yeah, don't say it. Butch up is also controversial these days. I should have known that myself. Um, yes, uh, to be butch is used to describe someone who is rugged, strong and masculine. And um, the phrase butch up implies the person being addressed needs to be stronger needs to show more resilience and show more strength. However, it does, of course, reinforce gender stereotypes. So uh, if you want to be respectful and more inclusive, you should probably not say that one. But now you know what it means, all right? You can also ask your team to uh, give it one more shot. And to give it one more shot, one more try, one more attempt, you could say, Whatever. Guys, just give it one more shot, will we? Let's do it. Don't give up just yet. Actually, here's the next one. One of my favorites is um, if you're all sitting around eating lunch or something, and it's like, you know, you really want to get back to work, you stand up, you hit your hands together, and you say, all right, let's get this done. All right, you get people's attention. Clean off your hands, roll up your sleeves, let's get this done. Let's wrap this bitch up, for instance. Another one I have here is to bust your balls, which is very common. And if you're busting your balls, you're just working very, very hard. So guys, let's bust our balls and finish this. You know, I used to work in a garage and um, yeah, these are phrases that would definitely have been accepted there. Um, a lot of the things that we've covered in today's podcast, they were definitely more, um, they were very commonly used in that industry and used by men and women. Um, so yeah, quite interesting. Different ways to motivate people, different ways to, uh, different things that you can say, you know. So overall, folks, the main lesson from today is, according to David Goggins, with a 40% rule, when you think you're tired, you're really only given 40%. When your mind first tells you that you're done, that you're tired, and that you cannot go ahead and cannot carry on, you are in fact only 40% done. Do not stop. Keep going. We looked at the adjective grueling, something that is physically, mentally exhausting and taxing. We spoke about uh, ultra marathons. We spoke about the phrasal verb tap into and the idiomatic expression in the tank. What have you got left in the tank? I got 60% left. Let's fucking do this. We spoke about how Goggins did the Moab 240, a 240 mile race through the Utah desert. Insane. He has raised over $2 million for charity. Yeah, these guys are crazy. Uh, we spoke about the difference between motivation and driven. Motivation is crap. Motivation comes and go. Comes and goes. When you're driven, whatever is in front of you will get destroyed. Whew. 
chills. I'm getting chills. And then we looked at a couple of different phrases that you can use to motivate people, albeit most of them are inappropriate for day-to-day uh, -day English because this is what I do. Um, the ones that are inappropriate, put on your big boy pants, grow a pair. Uh, is this all you can fucking give? Man the fuck up and do it. Butch up and fucking do it. Bust your balls. And the ones that are not controversial, push on. Give it your all. Give it another go. Let's take a short break and come back to this with fresh eyes. Don't give up, you fat bastard. Nope. No, no, no. That's the other one. Do not say that. Um, What else was there? Give it one more shot. Don't give up just yet. All right. Hands hit together. Let's get this done. Let's put this to bed. That's another one I like. Put it to bed. We're going to be finished with it. Anywho, folks, my name's Ronan. This is the Little Seal English Podcast. Check out my website, littlesealenglish.com. Check out my socials. Check out everything. And just have fun for the next while. And if you have a request, let me know via my website. And I will add it to my list of requests that are all going to be coming your way soon. Very excited for the future. Very excited for the summer. Very excited to hear from you, and I hope you're happy, I hope you're healthy, and most of all, just go out and kick some motherfucking ass, people. Bye.